1: Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab and our guest today is a voice that will definitely sound familiar. Susie Orman is America's most recognized personal finance expert. She's a two-time Emmy Award-winning TV host, a writer, a speaker, and best-selling author who is with us this morning to talk about her book, Women and Money. Good morning. Good morning, Sue. Well, I love the book's title, Women and Money, because there really is a difference, a different relationship with money that we have and men have, right? Yeah, a totally different
0: one. And the difference comes in not about making money, not about investing money, but about what women do with the money they make, because it is our nature to nurture. Mm -hmm. We think our money is for everybody else's benefit before our own men don't think that way and men have it right on that level so women it is our turn right now and it is our time as well to learn how to give to ourselves as much as we give of ourselves because if you don't take care of yourself right here and right now I promise you, when you're 50, 60, 70 years of age, you are going to be so mad at yourself and Mm -hmm. say, why didn't I care about me?
1: Yeah, and I feel like that is a theme just with women in general. We put our kids and our husband first, and, and we forget that it's an equal opportunity organization and that we are just as important as anybody else in our family.
0: Yeah, and it's for some reason we're afraid To say no out of love for ourselves versus yes out of fear of what somebody else is going to think about us. So when somebody comes to us and asks us for something, even though we think one thing, we feel one thing, we say another. Mm -hmm. So your sister wants to borrow $5,000. You don't want to lend it to her, but yet you do because you're afraid that if you said no out of love for yourself that she would get angry at you and not like you anymore. So you say yes and go, here's the $5,000, knowing that she's just going to go on a trip with it and you don't have any money
1: to live on. Right, and maybe you're never going to see it again. Yeah. (laughs) Right? You talk a lot about facing what you call your financial truth. Explain what you mean by that. Yeah, it's
0: really important that we all stand in our truth. And our truth is, what do you have going on financially speaking right now? Do you have credit card debt? If you have credit card debt, then the truth is your friends and your family should all know that you have credit card debt. You shouldn't stand in a financial lie looking like you have money because, you know, you've, you've charged your new clothes on one credit card. You're leasing a car that makes it look like you have all the money in the world and you can barely afford the lease payments. You're doing all of these things, but you're really a financial liar because you have Credit card debt. Mm -hmm. And the truth would be, you can't afford to do the things that you're doing, so why are you doing those things? You're standing in a financial lie. And therefore, you have got to stand in your truth. You have to know what's true for you. You have to know what you want. You have to know that you deserve everything that you really desire or need. You talk a lot... it's, it's, you know, a long answer, longer than really what we have time for. But that gives you an idea about what standing in the truth is
1: all about. And I like in your book, and I'll mention again, Women and Money, you, you talk a lot about an empowerment plan. For those of us who feel maybe out of control, how do we rein it in and get control so that we feel empowered when it comes to our money?
0: Yeah. You know, the only way to face a fear... And if you're afraid of money, you have this fear of money, is to by taking action. Because if you don't take action, then you just stand in this place of being totally powerless. And when you are powerless, there is a law of money. And when you're powerless, you repel money. And when you're powerful, you attract money. So in the book, on page 66, I believe it is, I start with a financial empowerment plan, which gives you four steps that allow you to, number one, protect yourself. Number two, how to spend smart. How to, number three, how to build your future. But number four, how to still give to others. Because women, we love to give. And I don't want you to go against your nurturing nature. Mm-hmm. I just want you to include yourself in that. So I give you an entire, you know, a whole section that goes all the way, you know, for almost over, a you know, it's about 100 pages long as to every step that you should actually take. And then I also include an extra chapter on how you should invest should you invest in your 401k or a Roth 401k? What should you absolutely do to make sure that you make the most out of the money that you are putting away for your future?
1: Susie, is the money strategy today different than it would have been 5, 10, 15 years ago? Does it always change based on the political or economic environment that we're in? No, it's some of the
0: investments obviously have changed. You know, years ago, GE stock would have been a stock that all of you would have wanted to buy. Mm -hmm. Today, down at $10 a share, you probably wouldn't want to touch the stock. Right. So the investments themselves have changed. But what to do with money How to do it hasn't changed so much. The main difference is today, truthfully, is that you have the ability to put your money in a Roth IRA in most cases, as well as a Roth 401k in your employer-sponsored retirement plan. If you have access to a Roth account, You are far, which wasn't available years and years ago, you should absolutely invest in your Roth retirement accounts versus traditional ones. I want you all to pay taxes now on that money so that eventually when you do need that money in your retirement, you get to withdraw it totally tax-free because none of us know what tax brackets are going to be
1: True. 10, 20,
0: or 30 years from now. So take the unknown out of the equation.
1: You talked, too, about um, hoping for the best but planning for the worst. So how do we know sort of how much is enough for the worst? If we lose our job, if somebody gets sick, how do you know what yep. that number is?
0: It's, it's, you know, the truth is it's impossible to know what that number is. Mm-hmm. So, so what is possible, though, is this. It's possible that you know and probable that you, if you are going to stay in your home for the rest of your life that you purchased, it is probable then that you know you can pay off that mortgage before you retire. You should know that you really, if you're healthy and there are no terminal illnesses or anything in that equation right, like that, that you shouldn't take your Social Security until you're 70 years of age. You should know that you should work as long as you possibly can work, hopefully at a job that you love, so that you don't mind working. You should know that you should stay out of credit card debt. You should know that when you buy a car, you should keep it for at least 10 or 13 years. Forget this stuff about leasing cars and buying a new car every three years. That is just ridiculous. Even myself you know, my car now is going, you know, I'm seven years
1: mm-hmm. old
0: and I'll keep it another five or six years before I get another one.
1: Yeah, that's smart. I don't smart.
0: need to get a new car all the time. It's just a waste of money. So it's, if you are responsible With the money that you have, if you live below your means but within your needs, if you only buy the majority of time needs versus wants, and if you can get as much pleasure out of saving as you do spending and be smart and follow the things in the book and everything, I'm telling you, you'll be okay no matter what because you're doing your best. And if you're doing your best, what else? You know, you can't really ask for anything more than that.
1: True. True. If you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tabb, and we're here with financial expert, Emmy Award winner, and best selling author, Susie Orman. We've been discussing women and money. Susie has a book by the same name. Let's get back to talking money strategies. I want to talk about your personal approach, Susie, because the way you teach money strategies really resonates with your audience in a way I think other experts can't. Uh, people think of financial experts as dry and 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 uh, you know not engaging, and you're just the opposite. In fact, I read something that one critic wrote um, that you managed to do for money what Trading Spaces did for design and Top Chef did for food. You make it accessible. <laughs> And entertaining. Is that the key so that people will actually pay attention? Because a lot of times when you talk, I pay attention. Other financial people talk, I literally glaze over.
0: Yeah. You, you know, what's interesting is, is i you know, so many times movies, films, TV shows wanted to hire me to act a part, right? And to be entertaining. And I only, I couldn't read their words, I could only do what I knew I could do and be me. Mm-hmm. So when you see me or you hear me, like now, right, it's you hear the passion and the love in my voice for what I'm talking about because I'm just being me. And so I think most people speak in words. I speak in truths. And the truth of the matter is this: you know, I grew up on the south side of Chicago. You know I, know, I don't think I ever got a grade above a C when I was in college. So I wasn't a good student. I was a waitress to the age of 30 making $400 a month. A month. My mother was a secretary who wow. sold Avon on the side because my dad was sick most of his life. And so I was never supposed to be, a, quote, a financial expert. I was supposed to, you know, grow up, maybe be a waitress, may, whatever it was. That's what was expected of me. So I know what it is to be you I know what it is not to have money not to be expected to have money not to work your whole life I know all of that so when you hear me speaking like this it's because I know you can all have security in your life I know that you don't have to suffer and wonder how are you going to pay your bills how are you going to take care of your children how are you going to be able to retire one day I know from 13 years on the Suzy Orman Show, the pain and the fear that mainly women suffer because they don't know what to do. I know the financial abuse that many women actually do go through. And so it's my passion and my desire and to me just be me. To help as many people as I can, you know what's funny, Sue, is when money is no longer the object. You know how people always say, "Well, how much money is enough? How much more money do you need, Susie Orman?" Right. You know, did they say that to Warren Buffett? Did they say that to Bill Gates? Mm, do they say that right. to the wealthiest people in the world? Mm-hmm. People at a, come to a point where they don't work for money anymore, even though they make money. They work because they love what they're doing. And I love helping the world find their financial footing, especially women. Yes. I love that.
1: Susie, I like how you talk about money in terms of freedom, um, the freedom it affords you and, and how it's used to create a meaningful life because the way I think about money is it's only paper unless you use it in a way that benefits you, right?
0: Yeah. It's, you know, people always say money alone will never make you happy. And that's true, but I can tell you lack of money sure will make you miserable. Mm -hmm. And so one needs to think about what is the goal of money. And the goal of money is to make you secure. Secure that one day if you can't work, your money can take care of you. Secure that one day obviously you'll be able to retire. Secure that no matter what happens, you'll be okay. Okay. And so that's the goal. The problem is most people don't see it that way. Most people see money as the obj- that, that this paper thing, like you said, that allows them to buy a new car, new clothes, impress their friends, or impress people they don't even know or like, mm-hmm. and to show it off. That's not the goal of money. And so it's, it's an interesting thing, Sue, but um, especially as you get older, that's when you start to realize how important money can really be.
1: What do you mean by that?
0: Well, as you get, so as I'm speaking to you now, I'm 67 years of age. And a lot of my friends are getting sick. They're, you know, all of a sudden they have cancer. They have this. They have that. They're, that, you know, you think that everything's going to, you're always going to be healthy. Everything's going to be great for as long as you live. And then as you get older, all of a sudden you have hip replacements, you have this, you have that. Mm -hmm. And without money, it becomes very, very difficult because we also live in a crazy world where health insurance isn't provided for everybody and everybody's trying to take away our rights for health insurance. Mm -hmm. So the most expensive needs that many people have happen to come from medical expenses, believe it or not. And so it's just as you get older, you start to realize how important money really can be
1: if you're just joining us, this is Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and we've been talking with the one and only Susie Orman. You know her as a financial expert, TV host, author, and speaker. Susie has been discussing her book, Women and Money, a guide for developing money strategies that empower us and give us control over our financial health and our overall well-being. Let's get back to the conversation. I have a question. A lot of our listeners in our demographic are people who have kids who are high school in college age, yeah. college savings becomes um, a huge issue uh, for everybody. I have two kids in college right now, and, and we have, cra- I mean, the college tuitions now are 65000 $70,000 a year. What is your advice on how to approach that?
0: Yeah, I personally think that that is the craziest thing I have ever heard. I believe with every ounce of my soul that a college will not make you, you make your college. Mm -hmm. And that if you have to go into debt, student loan debt, you know, parents plus debt, personal debt, private student loan debt, in order to pay for a college education, that you are going to a school that you truthfully cannot afford. On some level, Sue, it's like you buying a 10,000-square-foot home when you can't afford it, Mm -hmm. when all you really need is a 1,000-square-foot apartment. Right. And so you're going into a bigger arena than you need to be in. Now, if you have the money and you can afford that, great. But if you don't, there is nothing wrong, believe it or not, with going to a community college for two years Mm -hmm. and then trying to get scholarships or going to your own public university or whatever it is. But it becomes very, very dangerous when you come out of a university with $200,000 of debt and all you can do is get a job for $40,000 a year. Good luck ever paying off that student loan debt ever. That is not dischargeable in ninety nine point nine percent of the cases in bankruptcy.
1: And it's funny you say that because I think that's why you know the popularity of places like UMass Amherst, where my daughter goes, it's soaring. It's so hard now to get in there because people are seeing the value. You can get an education for twenty eight or thirty thousand. That's comparable, if not even beyond that to a private university that's charging $72,000. Yeah. So now people are waking up to that universities
0: that you can go to in Europe for free. Yeah. And get not only an education, but also get a cultural education of what it's like to live outside of the United States.
1: Yeah, that's a good Fabulous. point. Yeah. Absolutely. What would you say would be the one, your book, Women and Money, I love it because it's particularly directed at women. And I know we have such a different relationship with money than men. What would you say is the one great lesson we as women could take away when it comes to money from your book? One great lesson.
0: That you, that it's okay to give to yourself as much as you give of yourself. It's okay not to put yourself on sale It's okay not to undervalue what you do, because when you undervalue what you do, the world undervalues who you are. Mm -hmm. And when you undervalue who you are, the world undervalues what you do. It's okay to say no out of love for yourself versus yes out of fear of what other people will think about you. And it's okay to put yourself first. All of those things are psychological things, but you cannot do anything with money until you remove the psychological blocks that are keeping you from being more, so therefore you can have more. So the reason that this book is fabulous, and it sold so many starting in 2007, is because it teaches you how to first be more so you can have more, and it takes you through a personal journey into a financial journey into a happy journey for the rest of your lives.
1: Yeah, and I hope a lot of our listeners will pick up the book, Women and Money. I have one other question for you um, that I have to ask you before we leave. I feel like you know you've made it big when SNL does a skit about you. <laughs> so Six times, I think it was. <laughs> Was it Kristen Wiig who did her impersonation yes, of you? Yes, it
0: was. And um, the second time she did it, I actually was in the audience. No way. Yeah, I was. Oh, and uh, Lauren, Lauren Michaels had invited me to sit in his seats, And everybody was watching me watch her. And it was fabulous. It probably was the greatest honor of my life, to tell you the truth. And I can't believe, like the first time they did it, I didn't know they were going to do it. And all of a sudden I went, That's my theme music. Oh my God, they're doing I like was like I was so excited. But the truth of the matter is half the jokes that they talked about I didn't get. And so I would always have to call and go, What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah, why are you always talking about cats? (laughs) I really, I didn't understand why they were doing them. They go, "Susie, you're just too old. You're not getting it, girlfriend." No, you're not
1: old. You know what I love about you is you sound as passionate about the topic as you did twenty years ago. And you, gosh, you know, to be doing something like this that you say you're passionate about and you love, and that's really just you. uh, I think that's why you've had so much success because this is obviously what you you're meant to be doing.
0: Yeah, I love this, and I love it because there's nothing sadder in life when you read the emails that I get from women when they're already now 70, 80, or 90 years of age saying, can you help me, and I have to say, there's nothing I can do. Mm -hmm. It's too late. Yeah, I don't want to have to do that. So if we could all just get active with our money today, if we can all just really want to step into this topic, Oh my God! And you know, I have a podcast, Women and Money, that you can find anywhere on any podcast, you know, station. Um, and it's a fabulous thing to really listen to. And very shortly, I'm going to be starting a Women and Money community, where once a month we have, you know, get-togethers online, and we all talk and answer questions, and just have a women's community so that we really can all be more so we can have
1: more. Oh, I love that. When is that going to start? I think we're going to start that sometime next year. Oh, good. Well, we'll be, we'll be uh, tuning in for more information on that. Susie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with all of us today.
0: Anytime, Sue. Anytime you want to do it again, just let me know.
1: I will. Susie Orman, she's the financial expert, the Emmy Award winner, best-selling author of the book Women and Money. Thank you very much.
0: You are welcome. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you to Suzy Orman, America's most recognized financial expert, for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. The revised and updated version of her book, Women and Money, is now available. I'm Sue Tab, and you've been listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. Remember that exceptional women are everywhere. We talk to celebrities and authors and CEOs but, you know, we're also interested in your neighbors and co-workers and friends who are just quietly making an impact out in their communities. Email us if you know someone you'd like to suggest. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks to my producer, Kendra Petroni, and to all of you for listening. Be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 730 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone.